Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we will be discussing an article titled Deciding Which Distillers Grains to Feed. This article appeared in the November issue of the Nebraska Cattlemen Magazine. To discuss the article, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Elliot Dennis, who's the Livestock Marketing Economist with the University of Nebraska. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Dennis. Thanks, Aaron. Glad to be here. Well, Dr. Dennis, I thought the content of this article was really pretty interesting as you looked historically at dried distiller's grains, modified distiller's grains, and wet distiller's grains, looking at some seasonality in terms of the relationship of those to one another, and also the relationship to corn price. Share with us some of what prompted you to do this analysis and some of the things that you discovered. Yeah, so I think Nebraska is uniquely suited just with the amount of corn that we grow and also the amount of ethanol refineries that we have to really be competitive feeding distillers grains. There's been a lot of discussion, even some conversation in the amongst producers that maybe we should switch away from feeding distillers grains and maybe go a little bit more towards maybe steam flaking corn. Um, really wanted to to provide some analysis and saying, okay, what is that price ratio? So we, as we're looking through our options on what we need to feed or what we feel like we're able to feed, we can, we can make informed decisions about when to buy certain types of distillers grains and when it's uh, economically feasible for us to do that. Uh, really when we're looking at uh, any pricing relationship uh, for an economist, we look at, two primary things. We're looking at trends and we're looking at kind of the seasonality. And then there's this thing that we call unexplained or sometimes we'll call it residual. And really what I did was looked at, okay, let's take 2012 to 2019 and let's look at how the different types of distillers grains related to the price of corn on a dry matter basis. And really what we see is that dry distillers grains is relatively more expensive to corn than it is to modified wet or, or wet distillers grains. And that primarily comes because dry distillers grains is export eligible and allows us to have demand from other countries. So China is a big importer of dry distillers grains. And so it kind of drives up the price when there's more demand for a product. An interesting thing that we can find is we can say, what is the average premium or discount for the distiller's grains relative to corn? And we can look at what's the probability of paying a premium. So relative to corn, about 65% of the time, we're going to pay a premium relative to corn. And that premium is going to be about 9% higher than the, than the price of corn on a dry matter basis. We can do the same thing, modified wet. It's about 50-50. Half the time you're going to pay a premium, half the time you're not. And actually, you're going to pay, actually going to receive a discount for feeding modified wet distillers grains. And 62% of the time, we're going to pay a premium for wet distillers grains and about, at about a 4% premium. This variation does change over time. So it's not that we're always going to pay that premium or discount at different times of the year based upon the supply of um, ethanol coming out. Kind of determines that uh, supply or residual supply of distillers grains. So to give you an example, wet distillers grains generally tends to be pretty flat in the first quarter, then kind of drops um, in the second quarter, bottoms out pretty much near the end of the third quarter and continues to rise 
And so when we're looking at pricing distillers grains or we're looking at buying at certain times, these seasonalities, um, as I put out in the Nebraska Cattlemen's article, can really help us to make more informed decisions about when to buy certain types of grains. As you look at these three different types of feed resources, obviously there's some logistics that go with each of these in terms of dry distillers grains. You mentioned earlier being more export eligible and were modified or wet really because of the moisture content. They're going to have a limited range that they can be hauled and shipped to. And also these are going to need to be fed fairly quickly in many cases, unless they're put in some kind of long-term storage. How do you think the just transportability of these different products influences price? Yeah, that's a good point. What we know from economics is that something is not able to be stored. The price tends to be a little bit more volatile. And so things that are stored can kind of be, are better able to be uh, transported. And so distiller's grains, as I mentioned, dried distiller's grains, we see that price movement a lot more because it is able to do that. So for people who live farther away from ethanol plants, uh, being able to have flexibility in their ability to feed distiller's grains, I think is important. As I kind of mentioned earlier in, in, in the paper that, you know, when we're looking at opportunities to feed, we really need to make sure that we look at our resources available for storage if we're pre-buying a lot of stuff and also how that storage affects kind of the nutritional content. Those things definitely influence the price that we're able to pay and are willing to pay for a type of distiller's grain. When you did this analysis, what are some of the things that you observed in terms of, as we think about distiller's grains, and, and I live in the part of the state, western part of the state, where dry distiller's grains can be pretty important for especially wintering, backgrounding calves. We can do some risk management with corn in terms of using some futures and options there's not really that opportunity with distiller's grains, but in the article you talk about the opportunity to at least look at the relationship of those and maybe do some price protection relative in terms of buying one for the other. Share a little more details on that and your perspective with that. Yeah, this is one of the probably the most problematic things about feeding distiller's grains if we're concerned about managing our, our feeding costs. Earlier, you know, a couple years ago, they did have a, they experimented with a futures contract with distillers grains, didn't really work. Um, and so a lot of people have tried to experiment with some cross hedging using corn, hedging with corn as a, what they call a cross hedge with, for distillers grains. Economists that have looked at this, this ability to cross hedge distillers grains with corn really varies in some locations, it's really good and works effectively. In other locations, it doesn't. So if anyone is thinking about uh, trying to have some sort of risk management on their feed stuff, you for distillers grains and thinking about corn or other types of protein supplements such as soybean meal, really kind of consider what does this look like for, for my location and understanding kind of how basis works. It's probably the biggest thing that, that I would say on that, Aaron. It is kind of a concern as we're looking at trying to manage feed costs, and that can vary. And for maybe for some producers, that might feel like if I can't handle some of this feed cost, can't hedge out my risk, then maybe feeding corn is, is maybe a better advantage. I think there's still a lot of, from what I, when I, conversations with beef nutritionists, a lot of their conversations tends to stem around that distillers grains tend to have pretty good 
qualities within nutritional qualities, and maybe there's some benefit nutrition-wise that may offset some of this uncertainty in our ability to hedge price. Anything else you'd like to highlight, Dr. Dennis, as we point towards wrapping this up? No, I just encourage if people are interested in understanding, I provided a couple graphs in the Nebraska Cattlemen's article in the November one that shows the relationship for uh, distillers grains to the price of corn and also these price spreads between the different distillers grains and also provide some pretty detailed tables where you can look at what's my probable or likelihood of me paying a premium for a certain type of distiller grain and how this premium varies through time. Uh, through through the year. If you're interested, just encourage you to go to to that uh, magazine article. And, and of course, always feel free to reach out to me either phone or email, and I can be more than happy to try to talk through some, some issues with people. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Wash podcast, I'd encourage you to see the November issue of the Nebraska Cattlemen Magazine.